of Louisville Metro Council members are calling for Mayor Greg Fisher to resign. The call for Fisher to leave is part of a resolution filed expressing no confidence. The Republican Council members say it wouldn't remove the mayor from office, but will give Metro Council members the chance to express their thoughts on Fisher's decisions and where the city is headed. Mayor Fisher releasing a statement. If it's passed, it would certainly be a strong rebuke of Mayor Greg Fisher and kind of a shot across his bow that he has lost confidence of Metro Council, which, as you point out, is a majority Democratic, uh, you know, the majority are Democrats on, on Metro Council. From the digital journalists of WDRP.com, this is Uncovered, a behind-the-scenes look at stories affecting education, business, criminal justice, and more in Louisville, Kentucky. And now for the show. This is Chris Otts of WDRB.com, and I'm happy to welcome back our resident expert on the Louisville Metro Council and the City Hall beat, Chad Mills. Chad, thanks very much for joining us once again on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Chris. Mayor Greg Fisher of Louisville faces a no-confidence vote at the Metro Council later this week. The reasons moments ago, they say the mayor is unwilling to admit mistakes, has stonewalled citizens, and failed to live up to promise transparency. Uh, give us the backstory. The How did we get to this point? Sure. So obviously, during the uh, aftermath of the Breonna Taylor shooting, the more than 100 days of protest. LMPD is exactly right. This is not de-escalating at this point. Uh, unit. We have uh, shots fired. We have shots fired. I, I think people started really taking a closer look at his leadership. Uh, Metro Council, no exception to that. Uh, talking to some of the members, uh, a lot were frustrated with the lack of communication. Uh, the mayor has said that by state law, he can't communicate some things, but Generally, you get the sense that there are a lot of council members who would just like to see uh, more leadership from the mayor, be that communication or just kind of being a, a calm and steady force over the city and communicating about what's going on, uh, the the game plan for riots, uh, what protesters are allowed to do, uh, you know, those, those sorts of parameters that have trickled from his office, but you get the sense that some members of council would just like to see better communication and leadership from the mayor. And and so that was kind of uh, the the straw that broke the camel's back, if you will, for Metro Council, I should add, Metro Council Republicans to file this resolution. If you read the resolution itself, uh, that is not the only reason it cites as to why they are pushing for this vote of no confidence in Mayor Greg Fisher. They bring up uh, the, the TARC sex scandal. The leader takes over TARC after it was rocked by scandal. The former director resigned earlier this year facing claims of sexual harassment, and that's not all. They bring up the LMPD Explorer program. Men who say they were raped as teens by male officers in the LMPD Explorer mentoring program. Former LMPD officer Kenneth Batts pleaded guilty to sexually abusing teens, and today he was sentenced to 16 years in federal prison. Uh, they, they bring up the budget crisis. They also bring up the uh, record number of homicides that 2020 is approaching very quickly. Milestone as Louisville experiences its 101st homicide this year. The most recent happened around 7 last night on Madison Street. 
Uh, and, and just other issues as well. Uh, one of the clauses says Mayor Greg Fisher has claimed transparency and accountability as theme for his administration, yet has chosen to prevent his staff from participating in Metro Council hearings focused on understanding uh, what led to the death of Miss Brianna Taylor. And, and that's another point as well. Uh, parallel to what this committee is doing, the Public Safety Committee, there's another Metro Council committee called the Government Oversight and Audit Committee. It has instigated and, uh, you know, started this uh, investigation of the city's handling of the Taylor shooting, the David McAtee shooting, and the ensuing protests. They have hit some roadblocks uh, here and there. Uh, they had brought in the chiefs to testify uh, weeks ago. They ended up walking out. The uh, metro government, the mayor's office, in other words, ended up suing council. Uh, you know, basically, they say that was all about figuring out how to legally proceed with uh, council, getting the testimony from those figureheads. Uh, others on council use that as another reason for pursuing this no-confidence vote in Fisher. Chad, you mentioned that metro council Republicans are the ones who who introduced this no confidence measure and i think the key question is whether any democrats are going to get behind it because of course in louisville it's a very blue city and county and uh you'll correct me if i'm wrong but i think it's 19 to 7 on the metro council in terms of the balance between republicans and democrats so do you see this as a measure just put forward by the frustrated uh, small minority of Republicans on the Metro Council, or do you think that there's potential for Democratic support? I think there is certainly that potential. Uh, we haven't really seen much of it yet. Uh, in committee last week, one Democrat did vote to advance uh, the no-confidence resolution, Councilman Mark Fox. But when I look at Mayor Fisher, my opinion of him is siloed. Uh, I, I really like and appreciate what he's done in areas of economic development, what he's done in areas of low-income housing, what he's done in areas of equity and inclusion. But at the same time, I've got some problems with the way he's done a few things. When a peaceful protest turns violence, those violent actors need to go to jail quickly and as many times as it takes to stem that. But several other Democrats spoke out against it. Uh, we'll play a cut here from Barbara Sexton Smith, who really compared this to a football game. It makes no sense to change the coach when you're at the Super Bowl and it's halftime. Saying that, uh, you know, it's not wise right now to get rid of Fisher. Chad, for the benefit of our listeners, you hear no confidence vote. That sounds serious, but will this measure actually have any ramifications for Fisher? Is it a uh, the start of some kind of removal process from office? This is a very good point, and I think this is probably the most important thing for our listeners to understand. The no-confidence vote will not force Mayor Greg Fisher from his office if it's passed on Thursday. Uh Think of it as kind of a statement of opinion if it's passed. It would be council's statement of opinion that they have no confidence in Mayor Greg Fisher. This isn't a law. It's not an ordinance. It's just a resolution. Uh, Councilwoman Madonna Flood actually made a point the other day last week in committee that 
They resemble opinions expressed in the editorial pages of the newspaper. That's what resolutions are. Resolutions, when they pass them uh, directed at lawmakers in Frankfurt, a lot of times they end up in the garbage can there in Frankfurt because, you know, they're non-binding. They're not law. Uh, the, the, the subject of these resolutions can simply choose to ignore them. Uh, you know, I, I say that, but then I'll add this. If it's passed, it would certainly be a strong rebuke of Mayor Greg Fisher and kind of a shot across his bow that he has lost confidence of Metro Council, which, as you point out, is a majority Democratic, uh, you know, the, the majority are Democrats on, on Metro Council. Um, you know, they they could take this further. They, they do have the possibility of starting an impeachment trial uh, against the mayor to remove him from office. But uh, when I asked Kevin Kramer, who is the uh, minority chair of the Republicans, uh, he, he was kind of noncommittal about wanting to start the impeachment process, hoping that they could just simply pass this resolution and the mayor voluntarily would step down. But the mayor has not suggested he will do that at all. And in previous statements has said that, you, you know, it, it's his job as mayor and he was elected to do this job to lead through good times and bad times, you know, easy times and tough times like we find ourselves in right now. Chad, do you see passing this no confidence resolution as a necessary prerequisite to any real action to attempt to remove Fisher from office? I, I think that that might be a, a fair assessment. I, I think probably a better assessment or or more of a prerequisite is the parallel investigation going on in government oversight right now. Uh, you know, I, I think in just talking to sources, especially on the Democratic side of the aisle, uh, many of them were wanting to, you know, pursue that investigation, see if there's cause or a charge they could file against the mayor to spark his uh, removal from office. Uh, some of them feeling that this uh, this you no know, confidence resolution was filed too early, that the Republicans kind of jumped the gun a little bit. Uh, but But certainly, as we talk about the politics of all of this, it, it's it's a tricky, you know, it's a tricky position to take because there are overwhelming cries in all corners of Jefferson County right now for, uh, you know, urging Democrats and Republicans alike to pass this measure of no confidence in Mayor Greg Fisher. So even if you're a Democrat and feeling like, you know, that there isn't cause at this point, there's no hard reason to, you know, pass this no confidence in Fisher uh, that you're, you're still probably going to get some pushback from your constituents. So you would have to imagine that a lot of that thought is going on, uh, especially with the Democrats right now, of trying to figure out how they will vote when this vote happens on Thursday. You mentioned the politics of it. It seems like there's going to be a Kentucky Derby-sized field of Democrats uh, in 2022 when Fisher cannot run again uh, and the mayor's seat comes open for the first time since Fisher was elected in 2010. Do you see any hints of uh, jockeying for position and, and you know a look towards uh, the future uh, politically playing into any of this sort of anti-Fisher rhetoric that we're hearing right now at the council? I think you, uh, you know, when I'm in City Hall, you do pick up on whispers that there is some ulterior motive, some political jockeying going on behind the scenes, and that this no-confidence vote is uh, part of that. 
but certainly the Republicans have said all along that this isn't political at all, that this is something that their constituents have overwhelmingly demanded. And, uh, you know, for them, it does make sense to go ahead with this and, and put up this new confidence resolution. Um, you know, other Democrats, as we were talking about, have, you know, been kind of noncommittal. Now, you know, you we, we heard from Barbara Sexton Smith a little bit ago. Obviously, she was a little more forceful in her thoughts. I would ask supporters of this bill. Uh, Brandon Cohn, in the committee meeting last week, actually uh, came out against the no confidence resolution as well and kind of made a an argument we hadn't heard at that point, saying that... Go ask the press to go ask the public what their level of confidence in the Metro Council is. Ask us as a, as a body, as a whole. Uh, I can remember seeing cartoons of the Metro Council depicted as a bunch of clowns as recently as two years ago. Uh, and I, I have you know, this is really just searching for a sacrificial lamb, Mayor Fisher, when if, you know, let's say Mayor Fisher... Uh, had power to file legislation and, and filed a bill that would seek no confidence in Metro Council. Uh, he kind of argued that the community would be just as likely to sign on to that as they would be this no confidence resolution in Mayor Greg Fisher because, again, he kind of argued that people are just looking for a, a sacrificial lamb, if you will. And, and he kind of recommended that, you know, it, it's not wise to pass this. It's a better idea to sign on with Mayor Fisher and try to lead together and actually pass some of the reforms that council has already had some success in doing since the shooting of Taylor. Uh, you know, th those Democrats had firm positions. They came out one way or the other before the vote in committee that ultimately was a tie vote last week. But other Democrats have been a little more hesitant to state their positions yet, in, including President David James. He, he's kind of said that um, there's a lot of concern and upsetness with the mayor uh, from many of our council members and from many of our constituents. Um, you've heard me say before that uh, different things that the mayor has done and not done that I have personal uh, beliefs about and that I don't have a particular position on where I am on this right now. Like the mayor ha has done some good things uh, during his uh, three, going on three terms in office, but he, he's done plenty of things that James has not agreed with, uh, including the leadership during the past several months. Uh, in an interview with us last week, uh, you know, I said, what is going on in your decision-making process? He said something along the lines of, I don't have the quote in front of me, that he was looking for an apology from Mayor Greg Fisher and said that if Mayor Greg Fisher apologized, that would be a good would start. Like to see the mayor uh, apologize uh, for allowing the city to get to this particular situation. I think it would help tremendously um, with our city and how they view the mayor, um, because I don't think that we all expect the mayor to be perfect. But I do think that so later that night, the mayor actually did come out and offer a bit of an apology. He said something along the lines of, actually I actually have the quote here, quote, These are challenging times for our city. I know that I've made mistakes and I've disappointed some. I'm deeply sorry for that. And most importantly, I'm sorry for the tragic death of Breonna Taylor. My team and I are working hard every day to address the challenges we face. And he went on for a few more sentences. But you know, a little bit of a, a more of a stronger apology from the mayor there. It'll be interesting to see if that factors into James's decision-making process and the decisions for other Democrats on council as well. Chad, I think when we take a step back, this is 
pretty remarkable to see um, to see Fisher challenged in this way. He's been elected three times. He got 61% of the vote against a serious challenger, Angela Leet, who was a Metro Council person in 2018. He got 68% of the vote against a non-serious Republican challenger in 2014. He became mayor in 2010 by barely squeaking by Republican Hal Heiner. Seems like a long time ago. But I remember earlier in his tenure, you know, the joke would be that the most controversial thing that Fisher's done is put bike lanes all over town. And he was Mr. Sure. Mayor, Mayor Bike Lanes, and things seemed pretty tranquil and like he was going to hold on to that seat um, with, you know, very little, um, very little effort. And now towards the end of his tenure, it seems like many things have been bubbling and they're, and they're coming to a head. And, uh, you know, interesting, too, that he took over the reign as president of the U.S. Conference of Mayors in the middle of all of this as well. So, obviously, that must be uh, tarnishing that label a little bit as well, uh, some of his detractors would say. Um, but but it is interesting, and you point out he's kind of being attacked from all sides, and the no-confidence resolution is uh, no exception to that, because you have some in, in their arguments for no-confidence saying, he was too heavy-handed with the protest. And then you have others, uh, some Republicans, saying he didn't do enough when it came to the unrest in Louisville. So it seems like there are people on both sides of the unrest we've seen who say that Mayor Fisher has failed uh, in his leadership ability as mayor. Uh, and, and, of course, people sticking with him, you know, still pointing out that it's tough to be a leader and you're you're going to make people mad and you have to make tough decisions but even some of them will see that his communication could have been better throughout all this so chad last week you reported that uh the council narrowly advanced this no confidence resolution in committee on a three to three vote it's coming up again on Thursday to the full council, and I would suspect that uh, it would fail uh, overwhelmingly just based on the balance of power in the Metro Council. But what what do you uh, expect to happen? What's kind of your base case going into this meeting and discussion? So what I'm hearing from uh, talking to sources in City Hall is they expect this to be a very narrow, very tight vote. Uh, a lot of these issues on Metro Council are kind of nonpartisan, or I should say not controversial. You'll have one every now and then, the insurance premium tax, uh, that garners a lot of attention, a lot of debate, some other things as well. But you see a lot of things pass Metro Council unanimously, because by the time they've hashed out their differences in committee, generally everyone's on the same page. And by the time you get to the night of the final vote, the main Metro Council meeting, things generally pass without much debate uh, you know, there's exceptions here and there, and I think this will definitely be one of those exceptions. I think, uh, you know, in talking to people in City Hall, they can't really give me a clear read of how things are going to go Thursday, uh, because I think even vote counting has been a little more difficult this time because some people are still playing their cards a little close to the chest because maybe they don't even have a decision yet as they ponder what their constituents have been telling them and how they personally feel about the job the mayor has been doing. 
Well, the fact that the result is even a question in this uh, for a Democrat mayor and a Democrat-dominated council really does show you um, the state of things right now and the challenges that Fisher faces. Chad, thank you very much for talking us through this. We appreciate your reporting on this, and we'll be looking uh, toward what happens in the future here. Gotcha. And if our listeners are interested, it's 6 p.m., on Thursday, uh, a pretty full agenda, but it will be uh, probably about halfway through, and that will be on Facebook Live, and of course we'll have stories throughout the evening as well and an update after the vote. Chad, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you. The Uncovered Podcast is a production of WDRB Media. Please subscribe, review, and rate wherever you get your podcasts. 